My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag That's right, family, this is the Get to the Bag Podcast I'm your man, Tay Sweat, for those of you who don't know me You gonna wanna get to know me, alright You can find me on Instagram, at Tay Sweat But, I am here, of course, to help you get to the bag not just financially, but get to the bag in life. Relationships, health, wealth. It's all very important to have all three. Because one without the other usually doesn't feel as good, right? So today, we're going to be talking about a topic that a lot of people have been requesting. And I had to bring on my best friend, my brother. Like, literally, he is family over family. Like, this is my guy. He's been around for, I mean, I, we, what is it, almost 30 years? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, we, <laughs> all of my life. Right, yeah. pretty much. So, definitely had to bring my man on. And y'all going to be seeing a lot more of him. We're going to be doing our Money Monday episodes where we just go in about money for y'all. Like, literally, I just want to talk. Because guess what? He's also a millionaire as well. Right? Yes, sir. So, today... The topic that I pulled um, from, of course, I'll tell you how to put your topics up, by the way. The topic I pulled from our section of topics today is one of the most popular, which, like I said, is that delayed gratification or how do you deal with the delayed gratification or what does it feel like once you get the delayed gratification, right? So I get a lot of questions around this. And one way you can put your question in for me or for us to talk about or maybe even have a topic that you want us to discuss you go give us a five-star rating okay whatever podcast platform you want five-star rating put your review in under your review you're going to put the topic you want us to talk about that's how you're going to get it because i'll check all the five stars but i don't like b's c's d's and f's so four star (laughs) three star one star we're not checking those. So all the five stars, I'll make sure I check, and we'll do our best to get to all of those questions and topics, right? So, my man E. Yes, sir. The delayed gratification story, man. We got a we got a crazy story for the people. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's still going in the way, too. Yeah. It's still, it's still in that way. Yeah, it's still in that way. Absolutely. So, before we kick things off, I need you all to know we have a saying that goes, stay down till you come up, Right? And essentially, for anyone who doesn't know the slang of that term, stay down basically is saying, hey, live below your means. Just basically bargain hunt, essentially, until you can afford it, whatever it is for you. Right. So you're staying down. And when you come up, you can have whatever your heart desires because you (laughs) you delayed that gratification. You worked hard. You busted your butt. You saved. You invested. Whatever that looked like. And once you got there, you earned it, essentially. And that's our story. Um, For years, (laughs) we had been kind of taking care of each other because we we considered ourselves to come from families that they just didn't have it together like we wanted them to. So literally in our early teens, going all the way through our teenage years, we decided we made like a pact. Like, hey, bro, you got my back. I got your back. And from there. It's history, right? So, bro, I want you to tell them, what, what's the first memory 
you have of when we started that? Like, it had to be like what, fifteen, fourteen? Oh yeah, it it definitely. I mean, it definitely was at least maybe even before this, but I know fifteen for sure. Yeah. And it was really when we were first starting to talk about like really like jobs, right? We were like like mm-hmm. we knew we needed to bring financial support to our families and it was like we got to figure out how we can like help bolster our families and so it was like at a young age it was like all right what can we do how can we do it and not only just do it but be responsible because we were always thinking about trying to care for people other than just Mm -hmm. ourselves and i think that's kind of been part of that pack right Right. it's like yeah we take care of each other but we know that's because it helps us take care of other people around us Mm -hmm. and i also think too like when we started working it was definitely like it wasn't like I got paid or you got paid. It was we got yep. paid. All right, what are we gonna do? We got exactly. paid, and so I think it definitely has been since then. For Most sure. definitely, bro. And so for some of you all, I don't know when the podcast is gonna come out. When I was explaining about you know a part of the story we're gonna talk about today of when I was pretty much down and out, I filed bankruptcy, and we'll we'll start we'll start early. We'll go through it today, but I kind of mentioned it. This is the person who I was talking about, though. So if you've ever watched the podcast, it could come out before this one or after. But I mentioned a guy was like my best friend and like literally he would come pick me up and take me to the gym. That's this man. And it meant so much because in that podcast, I was explaining that a lot of you who are, quote unquote, struggling, you're not where you want to be, whatever that looks like for you. You have to find some type of support system. It could be one person. It could be multiple people. But you got to find somebody. And I get it. There are a lot of shitty people out there. (laughs) But there's always someone in your space that can be somewhat of assistance to you as long as you are somewhat of assistance to them. It's got to be a it's got to be a give and take relationship. You got to take care of each other. Right. So, all right, bro, we, we let's let's get into the full story because I really think this will help a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely will. So, we are, I think I was 15 at the time because that's when I first got the job at AJ Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, where, for some of y'all who don't know, that's also where we met Felicia, yeah. right? So, my, my queen, Felicia, that's where we met her uh, at 15. We got a job at AJ Wright. It's kind of like a TJ Maxx for those of y'all who don't know. It's like a TJ Maxx type of store. Ross Marshalls. It's about the same. Um, and so he is like six months younger than I am. So I'm 15. I just turned 15. I got my first job. And he's like, bro, I need a job too, but I ain't old enough yet. Like, you think they'll hire me? And I was like, bro, just come up here. Yeah. We'll get you this job, right? Like, we'll make it happen. And keep in mind, He's taller than I am, and he's always been taller than me. So when he comes in, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah he's like, we'll make it work." And literally, like they hire him at fourteen. So we're working. Um, literally, like he said, we got paid. That was always a thing. So as we're getting paid, we're making sure we take care of each other. We make sure things are good, and just look after each other. It's essentially, it's like brothers. That's how you treat a brotherhood, right? If you got a little brother or big brother, y'all look after each other. So we're going through this whole thing. And my man is the first one with the car. Right? So we call it the little red car. The little red car. 
<laughs> and it was exactly that. A very yep. little red car. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was for just for just so you imagine it. Think about because we just talked about me being tall to him. So just think about the clown car, right? You got <laughs> you got us. I mean, we've never been small. We were a little smaller then. We were a little shorter. But yeah, definitely a clown car. Like getting out of it, <laughs> all bunched up, long legs, popping mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Most definitely. I never forget it, man. It it builds character, right? Yeah. Like we had good times in that car. We I mean, literally lunch breaks we were always out that was that was our get around and literally since then right if something you know we needed gas he didn't have it i got it if i didn't have a ride to work he had me and it was always like you good you good you good you good literally our whole time through being at aj right well I realized so AJ Wright's paying us like I think minimum wage was like five fifty at the time. It was something crazy. Like five fifty, six fifty. This was a while ago. It tells you how long ago it was, but minimum wage was not what it was what it is today. And <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'm getting greedy now, I'm not gonna lie. I'm thinking, man, minimum wage, just I gotta go find <laughs> us something else. So I hear about a friend, you know, through the wire, you know, a friend of a friend basically tells us, Hey, we got this got this job, you know, at a grocery store. You know, we have Kroger uh, grocery store in um, Nashville, which is where we're from. So this Kroger is about an hour away from where we currently work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not a short drive, but they're paying like eight dollars an hour. And at, you know, sixteen, you know, it was sixteen, seventeen now, going on seventeen. Eight dollars an hour is a big deal. It's like, man, we can we can do something with that eight dollars an hour, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be love. So we start driving there, and same same situation. Y'all got a job for my boy, <laughs> like literally. And this story is going somewhere. So I keep doing it this way because you got to look out for your people. That's what that's what I'm getting at here. I was not, and I know it sounds weird, but I was not gonna take that job if they could not hire him. It was just that's just part of it. Because for me, it doesn't it doesn't really feel good if I'm up and he's not. So he's still going to make five fifty an hour, and I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm doing eight dollars an hour, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. It didn't feel good. It wasn't gonna feel good. I couldn't celebrate that without my guy, right? So they hire him. We go up there, and we're doing numbers, right? We're doing great. We're making it through high school well. And before you know it, E goes off to college. E goes off to college. And basically, when was this? What? 07? 06? Yeah, 07. 07, yeah. So he goes off to college. And I want to say when you got there, you had another car by now. Yeah. So the little yeah. red car was, was gone. Was yeah, gone. finally we had we got we had progressed past that. Right. I made I made some steps. They weren't <laughs> big steps, but I made some steps between here and then. And just for y'all listening, I couldn't I couldn't pull the same move. They're like, why ain't you get your guy into college? You should have <laughs> went up there and be like, Y'all let me in, you know, let, <laughs> let my boy in too. I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I you know, honestly, and he knows if I couldn't hoop. I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> yeah. That was my thing. It's like, look, the only thing's going to get me in college is if they let me play basketball. If I'm not playing basketball, I'm not going to college. And, and it was a reason for that. And, and the part in this story that I want to talk about is 
even though we were so like-minded, we were like essentially the same, like almost like twins, right? Even though we were very similar, he had a route he wanted to take, I had a route I wanted to take, and it still was okay. It still worked out because he was like, look, man, I'm going to college. I'm going to knock this out. I'll be back, basically. For me, I'm thinking, ah, college ain't for me. I don't want to go. I definitely ain't taking out debt because he's, he's smarter than I am. So, one, I couldn't qualify for all of those damn, you know, <laughs> tuition paid for and, you know, scholarships. I couldn't qualify for that because I wasn't that smart. And, you know, high school and even even leaving out of high school, that just wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't my thing. But my man here, he's not going to say it, but, like, he's a fucking genius. I'm talking, what you do on the ACT? Like, 30? I had a 31 in the 31. math section. In the math section. In the yeah. Science, yeah. It averaged out to a 27. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, people don't even get in the 30s. Just just know that. Like, even on a piece of the test. <laughs> to give you all for, you know, some of y'all ain't been in school in a minute. So, you probably don't remember ACT. Or some of you all might have had to do SAT. But to give you a scope or range, you had to have, what, a 21 mm-hmm. to get yep. into most, you know, bigger schools, especially PWI. Um, you had to get at least a 21. <laughs> I could not get past a 19. <laughs> That's how bad that was, right? So I knew college wasn't for me. Test taking was not my thing. Like, literally, I just struggled with that stuff. Uh, it wasn't that I was ADD or ADHD or anything. I just didn't like it. Um, so I knew, okay, can't get up to school with E. You know, he, you know, he went to a nice school, a lot of beautiful women. I wanted to go to, by the way, once again, Felicia went to the same school. Like, literally, we were like a team almost. It was just like our little crew. I just didn't make it, you know, to UT with him. So, uh, long story short, I didn't didn't go to college. I let them go. They had a great time, and I would come visit, essentially. Um, I worked a job making... $19 Nineteen dollars an hour mm-hmm. at the time, and basically, you know, if my man needed anything, I'm like, look, bro, just let me know. I'm working. I yep. got it. You know, whatever you need. You know, same rules. Same rules apply. Whether you, you know, were working or not, he knew I had them on all levels. So, you know, we are basically aging through this process, and then boom, this is the part where we've talked about before. The market takes a turn. 2008, 2009 hit. Life was going great for me, you know, making, you know, at, at $19 an hour with overtime and everything, I was making about $80,000, $90,000 a year. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty good for me. And as a single man, as a non-single man, $90,000 a year, even nowadays, is still really good for a lot of people. And I lost my job. The house I bought, I lost the house, I lost the cars. Literally, I went back to a 14-year-old boy where I didn't have a job, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a place to stay, I had to live with my mom. Like, literally, the whole thing was wiped out because of 2008. So, my man's finishing up college. Um, I'm going through uh, bankruptcy. So, basically, and this is, you know, 2010... I'm finishing up bankruptcy, finishing up the the housing issue, 
Um, they've take you know they've taken all my cars. You talking about an embarrassing ass time? Yeah, yeah. This was embarrassing, right? So they take all of my stuff, and I you know, I happily let it go because I I didn't want to yeah I didn't want to keep it now. You know it's like what good is it if I don't even have a job? So they take all my stuff. I move back in on my mom's living room floor. Living room floor. And, you know, I'm communicating with E and I'm like, bro, like, this shit sucks. You know, like, finish college and get your ass back here so we can build. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he finishes in like 2011. Yep, yep. And he comes back and he takes off. And it's kind of always been like this. It's like, I take a few steps forward. He takes a few steps forward. I take a step back while he's going forward and vice versa. Like mm-hmm. we kind of do this yep. shift, right? And it just gets better and better because now my steps back still look like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and his, you know, when he takes a few steps back and I'm going forward, his steps back still look like heaven. It's ultimate freedom. So he moves back. He takes off. Things are great. You know, my man's driving a luxury car. Like, he's killing it. And he literally goes, hey, bro, whatever you need, I got you. Like, I'm doing good. I got you. And I'm like, well, shit, man. I'm on mom's floor. I'm on mom's, you know, cell phone bill. Um, I'm screwed right now. But I just got certified as a personal trainer. And he's like, oh, shit, like, there we go. That works. So he then goes, all right, bro, we're going to get you off mom's, you know, phone plan. Come with me. We'll, you know, we'll do phone plans. I'll come get you, drop you off at the gym. As a matter of fact, we used to hoop in the mornings, Mm -hmm. right? Shout out to my people in, you know, downtown YMCA. We used to play ball in Nashville, downtown YMCA. And... Basically, we just go hoop. He picked me up. We go hoop. And he's like, all right, we'll hoop. We'll freshen up in locker rooms and then head to work. He would drop me off at the gym where I was basically just now learning or just now entering to be a trainer. And I would just stay at the gym all day until he finished up. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, how long did it take you those days? Hey. I mean, you at least spent like nine, oh, yeah. ten hours at work. Yeah, you know, those absolutely, days. absolutely. Because the, the part of the story is like this is right as I'm planning to start my business. So I'm independent contractor, really trying to figure out what I'm gonna do next. Again, not trying to take any more steps backwards. And so, you know, long days. And if anybody who's listening is entrepreneur, you know, even a nine to five is more than nine to five because you got the hours around it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there were times, man, it was six, seven. Sometimes I just hit them up and be like, look, it's it's going to be a long day. If you need, you know, I can maybe come get you, but I got to scramble to get back. And he was like, nah, I'm, I'm in my zone. So mm-hmm. we, we were always, we were communicating, but yeah, it was some long days for sure. Definitely, definitely. And I would just, you know, hang out at the gym. And this... This is the part of the story that I want to kind of teach people about because we in our society feel like we need to jump right into making money. And when he would drop me off at the gym, I actually didn't have any clients. (laughs) I was not working technically. They told me, hey, you come in, you hang out long enough, somebody's going to want to help you. 
right? Because let's be honest, usually if you have a personal trainer, you're either well off or you know some people who mm-hmm. are well off. So if they see this, see this little black boy in the gym sweeping floors, because I, I would just come in, sweep, mop, dust, right? Literally stuff that most of you all think you're too good for. I would sweep, mop, and dust the gym. Wipe the windows down, you know, get the Windex, paper towels, like literally, I'm house clean. I'm fucking Molly made in there, <laughs> right? And I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. like, it's better than laying home on my mom's floor. And although I'm working for free, I'm, I'm you know, cleaning up around here, this is going to pay off because money is energy. And that energy is sent or transferred to people who are putting out that energy, right? The energy you put out is the energy you get back. So, yeah, his, you know, seven, eight, ten hours at work didn't bother me because I was grinding at the gym, you know, building rapport with certain people. And keep in mind, once again, this man's paying my phone bill. This man is, you know, picking me up, taking me to work. Like, literally, if it was anybody else other than him, I would have felt like a little bitch, to be honest with you. <laughs> right? Like, anybody other than, like, like my bro, my brother, like, I would have felt literally, like, lesser than a man. Because at this point, I'm at rock bottom sleeping on my mom's floor. And I get my first client. Like, literally, I get my first client, and she signs up for, like, 20 sessions so she drops me like literally like $3,000 check or something and I'm like whoa here we go mm-hmm. here we go right so I start working with this lady and this is right around we started looking for a place we, now, yeah mm-hmm. right? yeah because we, we had to resolve the, the sleeping on mom's floor situation mm-hmm. too so yeah we we had our focus on that yep absolutely so he you know he's still transitioning from you know college so he's like all right i gotta find somewhere for me to stay you need to find somewhere to stay so let's just go ahead and roommate it up and this is what i'm talking about i've mentioned this before but hear me out when i'm always telling you all to share your 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 bills this is what i or what we did right this was the millionaire roadmap. so listen up we as we're looking for a place we literally come up with like this, like brothers pack. Like, look, we're about to get the place together. We're going to split the bills and we're going to do this shit all through our 20s. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let women come between us. Like <laughs> literally at the time we were like, ain't nobody coming in between this. You get a girlfriend, she's staying here. You get a girlfriend, she's staying here. And it'll be us four in here. But damn it, nobody's coming in between this plan. So we get a place. We're splitting the bills. Literally, I think all in all, like our bills were like six fifty a month each. Like, yeah, it was something yeah. like crazy. Yeah, we had. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. And you couldn't do this by yourself at first, like, and get it that cheap without being somewhere dangerous. And that's why I'm always telling, and I, I put it in the book. You know, the book that I'm writing currently, or I'm finishing up, is actually getting ready to get published really soon, in the next few months. And I put it in the book. When people are down on their luck, they can't afford to invest in themselves. You're looking at, you know, things like secure the bag. You're like, hey, I want to secure the bag. I want to come to your program, but I can't afford it. 
you can't afford it because right now you're probably just spending too much money on your living. Just just living is costing you too much. I knew that if I was going to live by myself, he was going to live by himself, we would not be able to invest back into our businesses because we're spending the money on living. Right? And a lot of you all, I hear this a lot, especially from my women. Well, I need my peace of mind. I don't want a roommate. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. <laughs> because this is not the first time we've heard this. Right? But my question to you is, what does your peace of mind look like now? And what could it look like? I like to think your peace of mind yeah. right now is pretty damn good, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And and looking back, just wouldn't even change it, all right? I mean, it's the it's the, the fact that everything that was sacrificed paid for itself tenfold, if not absolutely. more than that. And like I said, if we, and we're still going based mm-hmm. off of the decisions we made there. And one thing I want to highlight, too, you know, Tay said it, you know, we were not, we weren't just saving money being together and like splitting expenses because yes that's that's wise right that's really smart that's just sound logic but we also created businesses right so tay was training but he was training under a brand and a business that he was building Mm -hmm. i had created started a business that i was building and we took the money we were saving and we weren't splurging we weren't saying oh 650 650 that means that's another 650 for me to go trick off with right mm-hmm. for me to go stunt and flex and show people what we can do yep. it was no that's going right back into the business Thanks. and if anything you need to do that's that's for the business that might be a little bit of a stretch for you i'm here and i got you so not only is the money we're saving building our business independently but we're working together saying, hey, as your business grows, that's good for us. If my business grows, that's good for us. And that mentality yeah. is what's like, and that's what I'm saying, that's what has been built that's still carrying on now. Even if we're not physically located in the same space, our mentalities are still linked like that. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of that business you started? Yeah, Pillars Development. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's growing to just be pillars, right? A conglomerate of a whole bunch of different services in the real estate space. Mm-hmm. And it was started with, you know, having a roommate, Mm-hmm. Dumping money into it, property management, going and sweeping floors and, you know, <laughs> yep. peeling up rugs and, you know, yanking out old, dirty furniture from homes and, and doing stuff uh, for family and friends and just finding a way to just be in the place where people mm-hmm. saw value. And as Tay said, that energy, you put it out, it comes back to you. You, you show people that you bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. People people will start to make sure you eat, for sure. Absolutely. And, and then you just... Yeah, now, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. Now, now I'm, I'm bragging. I'm <laughs> yeah, bragging, I'm bragging yeah, on yeah. my guy now. Uh, <laughs> then you just get like top 100. Yeah, yeah. So in so in Nashville, right? So my city, right? Our city. Uh, you know, I'm I was rated in one of the top 100 uh, in in terms of business leaders in Nashville and one of the top 10 deal makers. And so, you know, again, those early fruits, uh, the, the fruits of being born from that early labor. We planted those seeds. We did a lot of that work tilling, and now it's being recognized not just on the things that we're able to do for each other, but in our communities at large on like the highest stage. Absolutely. And that, you know, goes right back to what I'm saying. You know, first of all, I'm absolutely proud of this man because we, we come from like almost nothing, right? <laughs> almost. And I say almost nothing because I, I like to pay so much respects to our parents who worked hard, you know, single parents who worked hard, made sure we had what we needed it wasn't, you know, a rich life. It wasn't a middle-class life. Yeah. But we made it, right? <laughs> like, shit was okay. So, I never want to, you know, throw dirt on their names or throw dirt on their hard work or, or not recognize the hard work they put in to raise us. 
But honestly, like we come from very humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. And we are at points now that, and this is why I thought I knew it was important, not only to showcase and show myself to you all and, and show you another, like a black man, a black face, a black and brown face and what we can do, but then bring another one. (laughs) Yeah. So just as you start to say, all right, Tay, that, that, that worked for you. You had a roommate. No, no, no. Let me show you the model works because the same model was followed by him and he got the same result. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And and as Tay said, you know, our family put us in a position, the steps they took, you know, they made sure that one thing that we might financially talk about is how, you know, things were made, ends were ends met, right? Mm-hmm. They made ends meet. And that's something that's always appreciated. And people who know what I mean by that, they know where we're coming from. But they instilled in us to make sure we surrounded ourselves with people that one, first and foremost, didn't put us in worse situations, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't, we kept ourselves mm-hmm. out of trouble. We yep. didn't end up dead first. We didn't end up caught up in things that would have, you know, put our life in a, in a situation we couldn't navigate out of. And so for that, you know, for eternally grateful. And because of that guidance, we not only found each other as mm-hmm. friends, but we were kind of encouraged to stay with each other you know right. our parents were evaluating our relationships and saying okay those are people that we mm-hmm. support you know we we both would go to his house and we would be together and sleep on the floor and yeah. have fun you know and likewise would come to my house and so you know we we really did create that brotherhood at an early age right. and that trust level to say we can we can take this further and i think that's something we got to create in our community but people mm-hmm. don't break that it seems like we hit 17 18 years old and we feel like we have to just prove ourselves by standing on our own when the things that really got us through the most tough times was because we had each other right. and we yep. and we kept that and a lot of people lose it and it's it's almost like we're having to re- relearn and reteach that to, mm-hmm. to our people but it's important and so we're gonna do it absolutely and i and I, I knew it was important to show this and tell the story behind it because number one people nowadays don't know what true friendship looks like 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 seriously like I'm not even going to say friendship, just relationships, period. People don't know how to navigate relationships. I mean, whether it's boyfriend and girlfriend, whether it's friend and friend, whether it's mother and son or son and father, whether no matter what it is, relationships all have a way. What, and I almost would go on out on them and say all relationships need to be somewhat managed the same way it needs to be mutually beneficial mutually helpful mutually loving right so what i'm getting at is i had to show this because people don't know what this looks like people don't recognize it as oh that's what friendship look like huh because my friend talks shit behind my back (laughs) and steal money from me yeah right so when they saw true friendship guess what i'll never forget this one of actually my ex-fucking wife before she became my ex-wife or before she came my wife at the time we were dating and the way he was we were moving we were like bro i got you 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 good you good you good you good she looks at me and she goes you can tell me it's okay i i don't have anything against it but are y'all gay? And I look, and once again, I, I agree with her as far as there's nothing being wrong with, you know, you know, gay, bisexual, whatever. You know, I don't, I'm not politically correct. I don't know all the fucking acronyms. <laughs> but 
There's nothing wrong with being who you want to be, is what I'm trying to say, damn it. It's nothing wrong with it. But it it almost like burned me up inside to hear her say that because that let me know, fuck, you don't know what a friendship looks like. Clearly, all of your friends are fucked. When you need something, they're not there. Yeah. When they need something, you're not there. So you don't know how to be a real friend or what one looks like. So all you can do, because you don't know, all you can do is put something on it that looks close to what you know or associate with. So when two people are there for each other, oh, y'all gotta be in some kind of relationship sexually, right? <laughs> and it's like, holy fuck, people don't know what real friendship real i mean and even in your relationships y'all sexual relationships intimate relationships boyfriend girlfriend husband wife you don't realize that that's how it's supposed to be ran anyway hey i do this for you i'm gonna try to make sure you make you know make sure you get me back and then whatever you get me back i'm gonna make sure i double that so when felicia does something let's, let's just say you know she's cleaning up she's you know straightening up something that helped me out because I was going to go in there and, and straighten up something. She goes in there and straighten it up before I get there. When I see that, I'm like, fuck, I got it. <laughs> that girl's amazing. Let me come <laughs> back and make sure I outdo what she just did for me. That's how it goes, right? In friendship, family, loving relationships as far as boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, that's how you maneuver. And when you don't give out that energy, and don't get me wrong, some of y'all are going to get burned. Oh, definitely, yeah. Giving yeah. out that type of energy where you're like, man, I give and I do and I do for you. And you just keep taking. We've both been there. Oh, Our yeah. families do it. <laughs> like other so-called friends have done it. But you have to continue to give. You have to continue to give, love, show that you got their back. Because that's the only way you're going to actually find somebody who's willing to do it back. It's the only yeah. way. No, definitely. And 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 you learn over time, right? You refine, mm -hmm. you become wiser as you go through that process. There'll be certain people that hopefully you get good enough to know right out the gate they don't deserve that. But sometimes you don't you don't identify that. And I also wanted to share too, you know, cuz Tay was talking about his situation and what he encountered when you kind of you unveil or you show people kind of what our relationship was like at that time and what it's still like now. And for me in the professional section, you know, I was having conversations with people and I'm usually a pretty private person but people ask oh like you know where are you living at and what part of town and where do you stay and just kind of you know just conversation nothing nothing you know no nothing intruding was asked but when they brought it up i was like oh yeah well you know i stay here and you know i have a townhouse and it, it works out and actually i have a roommate and you know and they're like you have a roommate and i'm like yeah you know i have a roommate and these are people that work with me and they somewhat understand my level of intelligence, how much money I make, some of the stuff that's going on. And it was like, oh, okay. And you know, right out of college, it was like, all right, cool. You know, got a roommate. Like it right. makes sense. You know, you were college and then now you're not in college, a roommate. But then after a year or two, they were like, well, you, you still have a roommate? I'm like, yeah. The same roommate? Like, yeah. And I had one person who sat in there like, you know, are you, are you, are you doing okay? Like, I mean, I want to just make sure like, you know, things are going. And like I said, it wasn't, I don't think they were, I think they were trying to be helpful, but it was, you, it was kind of like you make enough money to, you know, we believe you make enough money that you don't have to do that. And it's like, no, like it, it works. Like I can, 
I'm, I'm building a business, so I have this extra money. Mm -hmm. I have a great person here who is a support system, not just because we split the bills. Because honestly, after about a year, year and a half, and you had been training, we really didn't need mm -hmm. to do that. Absolutely. But what it allowed us, though, is we created an environment where we had interactions, where mm -hmm. our energy just built off each other. I mean, we were having like legit business meetings mm -hmm. as we passed each other on a daily basis. And that created a different kind of drive in us and different kind of information that we were exchanging. But to the outside world, it was like something's gotta be wrong. You guys can't you can't be choosing to have that type of like lifestyle and structure. And then it was like, so like how does that work when y'all have love interests? Yeah. And then they did start to pride just just because it was something that they just couldn't like relate to or didn't see the value in. And for me it was like it all made sense. Like I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it was any time it didn't make sense, and so it kept propelling forward, propelling forward to a point where it was just like, oh, I see now. Like it, honestly, it's something wrong with the world. Like right. the world doesn't <laughs> get how this works, but it yeah. clearly works. And I'm just sitting here, absolutely. And you know, a couple months after a couple months, bank accounts growing. A couple months after a couple months, buy new property. Mm -hmm. Bro, how you doing? You you doing good too? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it's working. So I guess I guess we got it figured out. And they and they struggling. And it just and and again, you know, you have to be comfortable in yourself and what you're doing, and knowing what works for you. Mm -hmm. And we knew what we had was mutually beneficial, and we knew what we had was literally like skyrocketing us to the spaces that we wanted to be. Absolutely. And something I see is unfortunate. Something I see in a lot of people who do stuff like this, whether they have a roommate or they live with their mom or parents or whatnot. One of the things I see often is, let's just say, I knew I actually knew a woman who did this. Um, <laughs> she stayed with her parents. And because she stayed with her parents, and of course, you know, they wanted her to chip in. So she chipped in. But she was essentially saving, you know, 800 to to $1,000 a month. And this girl started buying, you know, more designer clothes. She was driving a brand new Mustang. Like, literally, like, taking that extra money she has. And she's, like, fucking it off into, like, stuff that she really can't afford. Yeah. Like, if we're being honest, right? So, what we did is literally the same thing as far as making sure we had double of what we could afford to spend. So, if I could afford a $2,000 lifestyle... I made sure we lived on a thousand dollar lifestyle, <laughs> right? And I took that extra thousand because here's the thing: what people don't understand nowadays is the compounding effect of all of this. Because a thousand dollars extra a month allows me to save twelve thousand dollars a year, right? I don't know many programs that, or, or many, you know coaches or things that you could pay for to help you get to the next level financially in life. I don't know many things that you couldn't do with $12,000 that you just saved. Right? So for me, I'm thinking, man, I'm saving an extra you mm -hmm. know, $12,000 a year. And don't get me wrong, I was not perfect. I'm very disciplined, but I was not perfect in my savings plan. There were some things I still did. We both have shoe habits, so we yeah. had shoes. Right. Yeah. I wish you could see the pair of shoes he has on now. <laughs> Beautiful shoes, right? Same thing with me. Nice shoes. We're not gonna name the price, the the the, the brands because you know you gotta pay us for that. Yeah. But <laughs> partnerships coming soon. <laughs> That's yeah. right. But we like shoes. We've always loved shoes, and we've always you know enjoyed ourselves to an extent to where it made it make you know it made sense. So it wasn't one of those things. Where it was like, oh, so y'all just bumming it out for you know five ten years, huh? No. 
we still make sure you know we still play ball we you know we had good food because we're both you know eating a plant-based lifestyle it's like so hey we're gonna eat good we're gonna still go rock our nice shoes but everything else we're gonna save it because we know we need to put it back into the business and like i told you all as a personal trainer as i got started so now i'm personal training right he's still working now at this point i'm able to get a, a, a little car you know i went and got a little piece of shit right a lot of people in my situation you got a thousand dollars a month oh i'm going to get a 500 car note what that new what that new charger look like right y'all stop that shit it doesn't work so instead of me going out and get the new charger or the new you know back in the day growing up you know we liked impalas that was the thing right instead of going and get the new impala no fuck all of that i want to got an old old toyota avalon it was mm -hmm. white and the motherfucker like shook on the interstate when you got over 60 miles an hour <laughs> just a little piece of shit but it got me from point a to point b i you know i put a little tent on it so you know because don't get me wrong i didn't want to drive that car a lot of y'all think like man you you really wanted to drive no i didn't feel good pulling up in that piece of shit but i knew where i was headed and i knew that if i could just save the money instead of buying a, a a new impala which is a piece of shit anyway i don't want that new impala i know if i just drove an older piece of shit because a new impala or a new toyota is a piece of shit to me too i knew if i could just save the money drive this piece of shit whether it was going to be a new or old piece of shit shit i could just have that car save my money and in the future i knew i could drive what i really wanted to drive right so yeah i pulled up in that old piece of shit and my brother mocked me for years <laughs> not this brother but my younger brother yeah he's four years younger than than we are yeah he keep he knows how to keep your head small absolutely he knows how to keep your head absolutely. small <laughs> and he's like man you driving that piece of shit like you i know you make money you could do something better and i'm like yeah i could i absolutely could i could get a charger or a new impala or something like that but i'm gonna drive this piece of shit why because as opportunities come up as I, you know i need more help with learning how to run a business and scale a business i can now take that money that i'm saving and i can put it towards those opportunities and my first coach aj mirzad shout out to the online super coach he um i'm always gonna shout all of my coaches to at the top of the mountains because they deserve it they, they are the reason why i am a eight-figure you know millionaire now because they helped me get here they helped me develop the skills but aj asked he charged me five six thousand dollars <laughs> right but luckily luckily i was still saving you know i said it was a thousand dollars but i still had maintenance you know because i was driving a piece of shit so you had to fix it up every so often but you know i'm still able to net net save about six thousand dollars a month or excuse me six thousand dollars a year so $600 a month was being saved instead of a thousand because I had the, the car, the, the piece of shit car. But at the end of the year, I still could save about six to $7,000 and be good. So in about a year and a half, I had stacked up a nice amount of money. And instead of giving all my money, I went, I took a loan out, took a loan out via PayPal credit. Um, this is a really good thing you all can use if you're running a business. So tip 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 here's a big tip for you all yeah, if you indeed. are 
writing on Instagram, if you are on Facebook, if you're scrolling or you're doing something, some bullshit that's probably going to take your attention, stop doing that right now. I have a really good tip for a lot of you all. Okay. Um, see, the coaching's already starting. But anyway, if you are running a business or you feel that you are going to eventually want to run a business, start a PayPal account. And what I want you to do is run all of your transactions through PayPal. All of them. Um, anytime somebody pays you, they pay you via PayPal. Now, there, I'm not sure because I'm far removed from doing that now because I don't need to do it. But I'm not sure how simple you can make it nowadays. Because nowadays you have, you know, touch phone. You can touch your phone and pay via PayPal or something. I don't know. But find a way to get paid through PayPal. So, ladies, if you were fucking braiding hair for as a living, right, or on the side, if you were doing, you know, fellas, if you are mechanics on the side, do I don't even know if fellas do that anymore. We used to have a lot of mechanics and <laughs> yeah, stuff, and, you know, yeah. people cut grass, but motherfuckers lazy now. They want to either be a <laughs> social media influencer or something, do something sexier. Y'all get y'all ass back out there, start braiding some hair and, and changing some oil, fellas. Change some brakes. That used to be a thing when we were uh, growing yeah. up. I don't yeah. think anybody really does it and get their hands dirty anymore. But anyway, if you're going to do those things, make sure people pay you via PayPal. I promise you it's worth it. Why? Because if you set up a PayPal account, especially if it's via a business, and this is why it's important to start a business. I can't tell you how to start a business because there's plenty of ways to do it, right? Start an LLC, start getting, you know, get your EIN, all that good stuff. Get, get legit. But you have a business. If you're braiding hair, damn it, braid braids are us LLC. I don't give a shit what you name it. But make sure you get an LLC or some type of business entity. Set up your PayPal account under that entity, and every head you braid, make them pay you via PayPal. Fellas, breaks are us. Oil changes are us. Whatever the fuck you're doing on the side. Some of y'all hoeing. Holes are us. I don't give a shit what it is. Make sure you start an LLC. And after you get done laying it down on your sugar mama, damn it, make her PayPal you. Right? Because PayPal is going to see you getting reoccurring revenue coming in. They're going to see money coming in and they're going to go, huh? This guy is making money. Monthly, this much money monthly, two thousand a month, a thousand a month, right? If you got a nice sugar mama, fellas, you know maybe she's paying you five thousand a month. Well, PayPal's gonna see that, ladies. Maybe you got you a nice sugar daddy, or maybe you got somebody who you braiding the hell out of the, their hair, and they're paying you five thousand a month. PayPal is gonna see that, and what happens is they're gonna say, "Hey, need more working capital." It's called a working capital loan, and at that point. If you make five thousand a month, they're like, "Oh, we see that you make five thousand a month, so you're eligible to be able to pay this much money mm -hmm. back over a year's time." So if you make five grand a month, they're probably going to give you like twenty k. Honestly, they'll probably give you fifteen twenty k. So now you can use OPM, other people's money, to actually go pay for something that's going to make you even more money. Investing ten, twenty thousand dollars into real estate, stocks, really any of that. Stocks you might be okay, but it's not gonna make you a substantial amount of money. Yeah. But if you put it into yourself, so for for example, 
me putting it into myself is hiring a coach, AJ. He showed me how to run a business, a, a actual legit business as a trainer. Because most of you all are good trainers, good hair braiders, good, you know, brake changers, whatever. But you don't know how to run a business and scale it up. So you have to pay somebody. I took that working capital loan out with PayPal and paid his $6,000 fee. And then he showed me how to go from 5000 a month to 17000 a month. It's around, uh, I think it was like sixteen and some change, but it was about 17000 a month. That was my first come up. And it was consistent. I did that for the next year and a half. Mm-hmm. Good times. Right? Yeah. Good times. Scaling up. So this is a hack. For a lot of you all who need money, you need capital, you need you want to hire a coach, you want to join, you know, some of y'all want to join, get to the bag with me or you want to join, secure the bag. Some of y'all might just need some working capital because you don't have it. This is what I do. I've been doing this for a while. Right. But anyway, that money we were able to save allowed us to put that the, the saved money. It allowed us to put that into opportunities. He put it into learning about real estate and getting Mm -hmm. in certain buildings and shaking some hands, right? You know, basically getting access. And then he started buying more real estate with that. So both of us were allowed to do that. Um, What would you say your biggest move was, you know, using that money? Oh, for me, it was joining professional organizations, like hands down. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Tay literally said it. It was... Purchasing access is the best way to say it. I purchased access to get into a room. And getting into those rooms were when things like Tay paid for a coach to help him structure and, and increase his business. Mm-hmm. For me, I pay for access into spaces because in the real estate world, yes, you need that education, but you also need those relationships. Right. Like it, it, and, and people will argue that the relationships are honestly more important because um, you can because you can find somebody that's kind of a mentor or somebody who you can just watch as they move and if you're somebody who's observant and you're serious about what what you want to do you see people that move a certain way you take notes you learn what they're doing you become confident enough after you see them enough times to go ask questions and you're learning by observation and then you take that and then you can attempt to do right you can mimic what you've seen and so for me it was taking you know money that could have been blown on anything i didn't need and saying okay i'm going to invest that money and that time into going into this space and naturally being an introverted person it was like that was my investment right it was Mm -hmm. you're not going to spend this money go in that room and just sit in the back of the room and not do anything (laughs) and so now you talk to people you meet people you're able to ask them strategic questions about kind of what steps did they take to go from nothing to something and then from something to something bigger and for me it was like oh so this is what i should be doing now these are the small plays and the small things that i can do because i'm young and i have another way of earning money so let me invest in real estate and buy smaller properties or try to find a partner to do something with so i can learn and get a track record so for me it was buying access like to you it was like getting a coach and getting somebody directly to to teach you how to do certain things for me it was buying access to the rooms and being able to see multiple people and honestly just see how other people interact mm-hmm. with each other and learning how to do that as a young person in the realm that's not really for us per right. se especially Absolutely. not especially not when you look at the makeup of the rooms <laughs> but being able to deserve that those interactions and then say okay this is this is how it's done and and make sure that that's something that you're working on in your own time and then putting forward more time in the future right and, and it's, it's, i'm glad you said that because 
a lot of our people aren't in those rooms for a couple of reasons. Now, the, the number one reason most people are going to tell us is, well, shit, we ain't got the money for it. Like, yeah. I'm struggling. I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. Right? You know, Dave Chappelle. I'm broke. And a lot of y'all are going to, you know, you're going to hit me with that. Now, my rebuttal to you on that will go, do you have a roommate? Yeah. <laughs> that's why your ass is broke. Refer to step one. one. <laughs> right? So that's the first thing I would say. But another thing that I would actually say, one of the reasons why we were able to do that but not have many people in the room or many people uh, in the coaching program that looked like us was because we don't value that that, yeah. that shit that we do. We don't doubt, we don't value it at all. I'm not paying nobody $6,000 to teach me to run no fucking business. That's what I would hear a lot. And then, you know, family and people around me will make fun of me. Ah, you got robbed. $6,000 for somebody to teach you how to run a business. I can teach you how to start an LLC by Googling the shit. That's exactly how people talk. For him, oh, yeah. Oh, you paid a thousand dollars for a seminar for somebody to stand on a stand on a fucking stage and sell you some shit. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. Look where he is now, right? We don't value those things, and that's unfortunate because once again, we don't see people in those rooms that look like us, and we don't see people at the bank that looks like, like us. us. Yeah, right. I don't see people in the Lamborghini dealership when I walk in there. I don't see people who look like us. As a matter of fact, they don't see people who look like us. So when they see me in the Lamborghini dealership, guess what they ask me? Who you play for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the last person they asked me, they said, oh, uh, STB. You heard of STB? And she was like, no, is that a baseball team? I go, no, that's my team. <laughs> <laughs> that is my team, Team STB. Secure the bag, baby. That's what we do. And they're not used to seeing us in those areas and those spaces or those places. And it's because we don't like to pay to play. We don't want to pay to get into those doors. We don't want to pay to get to those levels. And if you can't pay for those people say, well, shit, say we just ain't got it. If you can't pay, it's because we're not willing to do most of us in most cases. We're not willing to do the things it takes to get that money to be able to get in those places. Right. We don't want to give up the TV time. We don't want to give up the extra space and say, hey, get a roommate, two roommates, three roommates. You live mm -hmm. in New York. You live in somewhere in California. You live in fucking Miami, South Florida, period. Yeah. You need about two or three roommates. Yeah. Right. It's not just enough to have one. And Nashville's starting to get there, too. So shout out Nashville. You, you on the way. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody, you know, four people to a place. Everybody pays five hundred dollars a month. That's two grand. Mm -hmm. It works. Two grand in most decent areas can get you a nice, nice, decent place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. I want to shout out something you said, though, because it's funny. Like when you just asked kind of what was that first thing? and You talked about your first thing. And it's funny. You paid thousands of dollars for somebody to coach you. Right. How to be better mm -hmm. at your business and interacting through stuff online. Right. I paid thousands of dollars. My first thing was to get into a room, get access, see people on the stage, learn, have the opportunity to ask questions, whatever. Now, people pay you thousands of dollars <laughs> to help them Facts. on how to structure their business, how to do things online, mm -hmm. how to earn money that way. You pay me thousands of dollars to get on stage, to talk, <laughs> to ask me questions about The it, irony. And it's crazy. That was our first, that was our first step, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, 
interesting how we've ended up where we are mm-hmm. and we just decided to take those steps a lot earlier than I guess other people would have or when other people were doubting it and didn't see it right. and now it's it's the path we've just laid out for ourselves and it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. to us now it's like yeah and now we know our worth too right. so now when people are like hey why don't you do it's like I remember when I didn't have it like mm-hmm. we we want to educate we want to motivate people but understand like we've been in places to where we know what it was like to scrap right. and sacrifice to do it and we just don't want to devalue ourselves because mm-hmm. we know we pay people just as much, if not more. And the quality we bring is just as much, if not more. Yep. And so, but I just wanted people that's listening to like, you know, really recognize that because the things we invested in allowed us to be the things we invested mm-hmm. in. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it's, it's kind of like, those are fucking bars, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of one of those things, man, where it just... It's kind of like a loophole, a wormhole that if you go in, you come back out what you went in paying mm. for. And I see it all the time. People, for example, I teach people how to trade the stock market. That's what secure the bag is. Trade the stock market, how to buy luxury goods and, and let them appreciate. Like this, you know, this watch I'm wearing, you know, it's up, I think $20,000 almost. So things like that, that's what I teach. Right, I bought a car. It appreciated over three hundred thousand dollars. Things like that. That's what I teach. And guess what? The people I've been teaching, the people who paid me to teach them that, the people who came into STB, they are now making mm-hmm. money teaching others. So it's one of those things that you know they paid to invest in themselves, and now they know enough, and they can put their own little sauce on it, their own little spin on it, and they can now teach others to do the same. And Renee, I want to say Renee makes really good money at least six figures a year teaching people what she mm-hmm. learned from me so i'm saying this because <laughs> investing in yourself just makes a, a whole better life for yourself all the way around right so i know a lot of y'all want to finish the story so how did this roommate situation end? some of y'all are saying that now right and i'm gonna take you i'm gonna take you through the abbreviated version because i don't want to i don't want to be here too long so we started making, you know, doing really good, making really good money. Um, I think, you know, he actually hit a million dollars before I did. million dollars a year, excuse me. But even at a million dollars, like, total. Like, man, I've accumulated a million dollars over the last few years. He hit it first before I did, right? And he did it. It inspired me to want to do it. I kept investing in myself. Uh, my next coach, uh, shout out to King Ashley Ann. She cost me about yeah. $30,000, but I paid it. Yeah. I don't even think you can't. A lot of y'all are like, ooh, $30,000, that's a lot of money. Guess what? You can't even pay her now because yeah. she won't even take you. <laughs> she won't even take you. She'll take me, but she won't even take you. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, I kept doing the same thing that was working for me. Coach after coach after coach, program after program. I've taken almost everybody's fucking program. I bought, you name it, whoever is a big dog in the, in the business, I got their program because I wanted to really get to where my guy was. He, you know, he making a million dollars, I want to make a million dollars. Well, long story short, we both were able to do that. Uh, when you hit your first meal? Like was that 25? 25, 25, yeah. He hit a meal at 25, I hit my first meal at 26, right? Still roommates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what people are not going to understand. Still roommates. Yeah, I could have bought a Lambo back then. Of course, it would have been a shitty Lambo, some kind of Huracan. 
Nothing against people who drive a hurricane. But I'm just saying, though, that's a baby Lambo. Save your money and get what you really want. It's what I'm trying to say. Many of you all are jumping out there too early. You're jumping out too early. So anyway, we were still roommates as millionaires. Still, guess what? Bills still six fifty a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still like our shoes, so we still buying our shoes. Now we're probably doing a few more vacations, so we'll spend and go a vacation or two. But we still grinding, so we ain't going too many vacations. Because the best vacation, what 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 did uh, who was that say? Fuck a vacation, I feel better at work. Yep. Yeah. Blessings. Yeah. Yeah. We feel better at work. So we kept we kept working. We didn't take too many vacations. Millionaires still paying roommate basically fees six fifty a month. I think you got the girlfriend first. Yeah. Then I got the girlfriend. His girlfriend was a little cooler. To be honest, <laughs> his girlfriend was cool with like, shout out, yeah, shout she, out all the cool women out there to understand this. Seriously, yeah. like, she was cool, she understood. She was like, I see what y'all trying to do, I'll move in. Cool, y'all want to do this thing where you know we stay in this room, Tay stay in that room. Cool, we'll share the bills, we'll share the bills, right? There's not too many women who want to do that, but most of y'all want to reap the benefits from a man who got the money, right? But these are the things you have to do. You got to go through these things. So the girlfriend I ended up getting, she didn't want to do it. As a matter of fact, she created she created a hellish situation. She raised hell. I probably should have dumped her ass then. But <laughs> we kept the thing going. We made it work as long mm-hmm. as we could. And because my man is so accommodating and so cool, he was like, don't worry about it. We good now. We're millionaires, right? It's all good. We'll make it work. But long story short, this this is like seven years in the making before yeah. we decided to actually go separate ways and stuff. And we were still I was still in the same place though. So essentially we were still kind of splitting views. Yeah. He just went and got another place. That was it. So long story short, we made this thing work until we were millionaires. I'm still driving my Toyota. Right, I I had a newer Toyota because you know I'm a millionaire yet now, so I went and got a a six year old Toyota, right? <laughs> I think like 2015, I was driving a 2009 Toyota, right? So I'm still, still you know doing my thing, saving my money up, and we never diverted from the plan, ever. So to sum up this story, one of the things that I wholeheartedly appreciate this man for and appreciate just us for being able to to play it out was being able to become roommates create a plan and stick to that plan and it worked like a charm yeah it worked like a charm and we just wanted to come here and share that story share that blueprint and hope that one of you all can take what we've used apply it and you two can be millionaires too you and your roommate he's a millionaire i'm a millionaire he headed for eight figures i'm at eight figures right we could do this together if you follow the plan that's the thing if you follow the plan so I just want to thank this man for following the plan and sticking it out with oh, me bro yes, i appreciate oh, everything and, and we still doing it right Anything he need, I got him. Vice versa. If I ever need anything, I know he got me. And we keep doing the same thing. 
As a matter of fact, who knows? Shit, soon we might become roommates again. Fuck it. I don't know why. <laughs> why not? Right? We should get a nicer place. Yeah. But long story short, once again, find somebody who you can travel this journey with. Treat them like gold. Even if they don't treat you like gold yet, put the put the faith out there first and see if you can take this journey with somebody. This took us, you know, six, seven years, eight years tops, but it's worth it once you get here. And we, I mean, just understand, we started reaping the benefits in like eight months. Yeah. Like seven, eight months, Absolutely. the benefits were there um, and clear. But, you know, and, and that's why we stuck with it that long. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yes, family, if you have any questions, once again, how do you get us questions? How do you get us topics so we can talk about on next podcast? Please put them in the ratings section. Rate this podcast a five star. Put your comment in that section or in that rating and then under that rating put your question or your topic you want us to cover and we got you other than that keep getting to the bag i'm gonna be bringing my guy back for more because i I think it's helpful for you to hear our perspective and we want to help you get to where you want to be other than that let's do it i love you all see you on the next one